Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check out coverage on, out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right. Well, this week, um, the podcast goes international. Uh, we have the great pleasure of interviewing Francois Mouly, a uh, well-known uh, New Yorker art director, publisher of uh, the uh, pioneering, actually legendary, comics anthology Raw, and uh, her daughter, Nadja Spiegelman, uh, writer, in fact, author of the recently published I'm Supposed to Protect You from All This uh, by Riverhead Books, her a memoir, uh, a, 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 what, a prose memoir, not a graphic memoir, but a, a memoir of a, certainly of a graphics family. Uh, look, thanks both of you for being on More to Come. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Well, we're here for, for a reason, uh, 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 another visionary publication. Uh, uh, but this time a publication that's really kind of aimed at the heart of the American political crisis. So, And this is the second issue of Resist. So, uh, look, tell us a little bit about the new Resist, but then we'll, and then we'll do some background on the whole publication. Well, I, you know, I'm going to start with Francois, but we'll get to you too, Nadja. Well, um, you know, resist is literally an act of uh, resistance. We had to get back on our feet after the blow of the November election, where we were preparing um, for the first woman president. And instead, instead, Mm -hmm. uh, we got thrown back to, um, you know, someone who wanted to make America great again. And what he meant by that was a regression back to some mythical time where, um, you know, women and minorities uh, were discriminated against and gays um, and whose voice was not being heard. So it felt like um, it was necessary to hold on to the values that had been... um, denied and to put together a publication so the resist is a printed um comics pamphlet with mostly majority uh women but also as diverse as we could make it Nadja? yeah resist is so many things that are new that don't exist yet that it's that it takes a mouthful to describe i've been calling it a women-centered uh print publication of political comics and graphics but it's also intended to be free it's entirely supported by individual donations um uh, it's a combination of work from some of the best known artists in the industry like ross chast and alison Bechdel and dan klaus um but it also we solicited Um, art from the internet. So we have uh, artists from all over the world, students who've never been published before, librarians, accountants, um, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) it it has no ads. Um, We have sent them this new issue. We've sent to over about 130 independent bookstores and comic book shops and even clothing shops and cafes across the country in now 38 different states. 
Um, mm -hmm. Each of those shops uh, sort of forming part of a grassroots network by paying for the shipping in order to then distribute the paper free in their store. Um, it's it's a really grassroots uh, community organizing effort, but it's also a really beautiful, vibrant, 96-page comic book filled with funny, angry, witty images. Uh, I think you both kind of uh, described it as well as it could be. I do want to jump in just to, to say, I know uh, uh, Francois described it as a pamphlet, but it's really more almost like a tabloid newspaper, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the size. Uh, it's a newsprint, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's, uh, it's both, because the first <laughs> issue... Uh, we did on the same format as um, a tabloid, and uh, it was mm -hmm. um, uh, so you do 40 pages, and we crammed it with a lot of um, half pages, quarter pages, graphics, and comics. So I think we had over 100 artists. The second issue we wanted to be able to accommodate longer stories, so we went to a seven by 10 more or less comic size I staple, mm -hmm. 96 pages um, with a three page story by Kathy Malkasian, a four page story by Penelope Maguire, a two page story by Ross Chast, uh, two pages by Dan Klaus, two one pager by Art Spiegelman. So it has longer contribution, but almost uh, as many or more artists, I think over 150 um, contributors in the 96 pages. I see. So the, the format for, for issue two is, uh, is, is a little different. But, and I do, I want to get to the themes. And the, the, the first issue was Resist, A Woman's Place is a Revolution. And as I said, the second issue is Grab Back. And the reason for that is that we're responding to what we're seeing out there. Nadja? Yeah, what's wonderful about it is that we don't, we're not starting with an idea of what we're going to make. We're, we're curating the collective voice that's coming through through our open submissions through our website. So when we launched the open submissions for the second issue, I think first we were holding our breath of will the energy still be there? Because the first one came together between the election and the inauguration when there was a huge desire to make something, to do something. And we were worried that that phrase of resistance fatigue would apply to this project as well, but we got even more submissions for the second issue than we did for the first. And they were qualitatively different. We were surprised at first by some of the anger of the submissions. In the first issue, we have a lot of women arm in arm. Um, I'm not a surprised. Lot of <laughs> a lot of sisterhood. And where in the first issue we had women arm in arm, here we, have, we had a lot of women making fists a lot of uh, vaginas with teeth, a lot of, a lot of anger. <laughs> a classic <laughs> image. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we embraced that. We, it's, that's what's happening right now. That's what our publication re um, reflects. And that's why we made the theme of this issue, Grab Back. Now, the first issue really um, it sort of was carried along on the wave of the Women's March. Um, I mean, you, they were distributed at the march. I mean, I know uh, people were talking about it at the time. Um, uh, uh, but I'm curious. I mean, this is obviously a woman-centered um, series. Men are involved, too. And I, I think there was some discussion on the first issue about the differences between what men and women were doing. Or it, does, does that follow over in the new, uh, the new issue? Well, it's, you know, so um, what... 
what we were saying is that in some ways what we're doing with resist is both creating and catalyzing um, voices that are out there. So um, there are now not be um, in the mainstream comics is quite a few prominent women, but there's also a lot of young women who are discovering the medium, and they may not be professional cartoonists, but, you know, one of the contributors is a writer for the MoMA, and as Nanda said, there's librarians, there's young girls, and so on and so forth. So, yes, it's still predominantly women and it's just as diverse as it was with the first issue um but it has it doesn't have that one uh deadline of the women's march mm -hmm. and it gathered over a couple of months in the spring and it's aiming at um painting the America we would want to live in. So it's not so much a denunciation of the uh, travel bans that uh, Trump put in place uh, as soon as he was um, in power. It's, it's not so much about Trump himself as much as the values that we care about. Um, yeah, one of the things yes, go ahead, Nadja, please, go ahead. <laughs> one thing that's really... When, when we sat down to make the first issue, we made a list of topics. And by the time, a few months later, when we were wrapping up the first issue, that list of topics that we'd made was, was no longer relevant because the news moves so fast. But our contributors on their own go to such diverse topics. There's stuff about the environment, there's stuff about the economy, there's stuff about immigration. Um, and our goal was to be the opposite of the exclusive uh, minority-run Trump White House that is all white men signing bills mm -hmm. legislating immigration or women's health care, um, and instead to have it be as inclusive as possible, which is why um, we also wanted to say that men could be involved, and, and we're so grateful that we did, because we have some fantastic submissions by men. Um, but there's something... There's something really exciting about seeing a collective women's voice. There's something about having women be able to speak all together, knowing that they're speaking as a group of women, where they stop feeling like they have to speak for all women and begin speaking from their own personal experience that touches on all aspects of their lives. Um, and we wanted to maintain that feeling to it as well. Sure. Um, you know what I'd love to do now, um, it, 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 I, I was uh, able to talk with uh, Francois, it was, uh, this was probably a couple of months ago, a little bit about the very beginnings of this, about the urge to, to, to do something, and I think it obviously happened immediately after uh, uh, the election. Uh, Francois, could you, could you uh, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that, that, that feeling that you had to cope with to do something uh, uh, in the wake of this disastrous election? Yeah, I think part of it is that uh, it wasn't just me. It was a collective sure. mm -hmm. um, a moment, the same way that like eight years ago when Obama was elected, there was um, a genuine feeling of uh, community where everybody like just felt this is a historic moment. Um the Trump election came as a surprise, including to Trump and to Trump's supporters. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, uh, I, I, 
I recently talked to somebody who said, like, yeah, I thought that you was going to, um, that he was going to get elected, but that's highly unusual. Uh, I work in the media, and everybody um, had been reading the same polls, so we were not prepared for this reality in any way, shape, or form. And there had been some, you know, the release of the tapes and such. Yeah. Um, it was inconceivable. It wasn't just one more candidate. It was just a whole um, approach and, um, you know, grab them by the pussy and they'll do whatever you want. Couldn't possibly lead <laughs> to the man being elected. So there was a, 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 a mental shift. <clears throat> and I was, when, when I was speaking to my girlfriends, something that kept recurring was like, we don't know what we're doing between now and then, but we are going to the march. And um, it felt right because <coughs> that was a date for January 21. And then I got a call and a solicitation from uh, Gabe Fowler, who runs uh, Desert Island and publishes um, um, Smoke Signals, which is a print publication. And he offered, he wanted to do an all-women publication that I'd be the editor for this. And this was at the time where Nadja was coming over because she lives in between Paris and uh, New York. But this was right before Thanksgiving. So she was coming for that holiday. And, you know, I would have done it anyway. I took the decision, like, this is something that I want to do um, because it involves print. And... Ultimately, my life is um, scored by, you know, the publications that um, I have started, whether it be Raw Magazine or Little Lit or Tunes, at least as much as it is by, you know, my children and other events in my personal life. So I, I, I live through and I remember things with a print publication, so that felt like that's the right medium to do. And then I also was um, in the back of my mind remembering something I had done with Nadja, which was um, at the time of a book that I did about um, New Yorker covers, a book called Blown Covers. Mm -hmm. Nadja set up um, an online open call for artists, to any artist who wanted to submit sketches. And I had done this also with a Eustace Tilly contest uh, that I had done online. And I love that process of just, you know, putting the call out as vastly as possible and looking at everything that comes. It's a completely different process for me than the very selective New Yorker call. So everything came together the, to be offered the print publication. And as soon as I mentioned it to Nadja, she jumped on it. I mean, that day she made the website and put out the call. And, you know, by the end of the day, we already had like um, submission. So it, it moved. We worked very well together. And we, we had at our disposal all of the tools that I've been using for tune books, um, including like websites and um, you know ways to uh, social media and so on and so forth. But we put it to um, to such a good use that we 
founder and run a publishing concern, just the two of us pretty much um, overnight, which is an extraordinary sense of power um, <laughs> without having to ask anybody for money or permission or getting their okays. And the fact that we got like tens of thousands of copies, like Naja just put in place the distribution for the second issue, um, and I've been doing shipping labels for four weeks. Uh, I curse about it because it's really, really like a lot of uh, work, and we have some interns and volunteers and so on. But there is something that is uncanny about the power of publishing and how we you know, without, um, you know, a big staff or, um, again, like a, a ton of money, we reimburse master, we reimburse our cost, um, just put out, it was 58,000 copies of the first one, and it's going to be close to 30,000 of the second one. Terrific. I, I just want to jump in uh, for a second because I uh, neglected to mention, of course, you're the publisher of Tune Books. I wanted to ask uh, Nadja, obviously, about collaborating I mean, and, uh, you know, how you work uh, with your mother. But uh, also, you've done it in the past because you're a Tune Books author yourself. <laughs> and yeah. one of the best, actually. One uh -huh. of the most <laughs> that, that's, one of the great, that's one of the great things about collaborating with your mother is that kind of <laughs> instant PR. <laughs> um, uh, I I love working with my mom. I learn so much from her every single time. I mean, she's she's an expert in the, in the sense of she's gotten in those however many thousands of hours it is Malcolm Gladwell says you need to put in to become an yes. expert. But she also <laughs> just, um, she also just has a real she's she's a really good editor, and so getting to watch her do the layouts and how she thinks about what goes next to each thing and how she thinks about um, about what works, what doesn't work, how we make resist have a unified look while that unified look is still actually about being as wildly diverse in terms of style and professionalism as possible um, is fascinating to me. And then I get to bring in the parts of it that have to do with how do we find new artists on Instagram and how do we email clothing shops in LA and ask them if they want to carry it and how do we um, touch as many people as possible using the internet. And that combination, I think, of using sort of my innate millennial knowledge of what <laughs> the internet can do combined with um, Francoise's uh, long history in print makes for a really exciting publication that, that goes so broad on both sides. Uh, you know, it, it, it the the uh, the publication it really does work in concert with the web. I mean, um, it, it, isn't that true? I mean, I looked at the website. I mean, you can you can spend hours there going over the uh, the images that you have there. Um, how, how did you work together to to choose images? Um, do you, you do you pick everything that comes in? Well, we got so much <laughs> that um, in some ways. There's a large portion of it that is on the website, um, one way or the other, and we specifically are not putting a PDF on the website. So two, the two different kinds of showcases, because this um, 
in a way, less juxtaposition. Um, the architecture of the website is a flow of images and not really next to each other. Um, you see them one at a time and every single day that um, it will change. As you add more, it pushes the others. So it is a different way of looking at images as a flow than a curated magazine where you're putting this next to that and before this and after that. So we are doing something somewhat different in each. Um, there's obviously more images and more freedom on the web and there's um, more uh, shape uh, to the uh, spirit of the first and the second publication. They have more personality. Um, in as print publication, but they're complementary to each other. Some of the um, overflow of what we couldn't put in the print magazine, we tried to be as diverse as possible. So um, we filled in every single, like, there's very little blank space, like <laughs> we had to go back and forth to leave some things that were like double page spread just to open it up, otherwise it would have felt claustrophobic. But there's also just as many different tastes, you know, it's an enormous like uh, buffet of every possible <laughs> thing. So we often get things that are like similar images or similar themes. And sometime on the web, we can do like sub groupings. Um, but in the magazine, we try to uh, represent the breadth of what's been sent our way. Uh, so the publication date is July 4th, uh, obviously uh, an important date. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, um, I mean, are there promotional events? Uh, are you going to be doing something special just to draw attention? Uh, and I know uh, a lot of the publicity material talks specifically about reaching teachers and librarians. So can, can you give me any, uh, do you have any plans around reaching these groups? or? Well, um, with the first one, there was a specific date, um, which was a women's march, mm -hmm. and pretty much we were sold out by the time the march was over, so there were no more and they had been all distributed. This one will take longer because it's the summer, basically, of uh, 2017, and it starts July 4th because it takes a while to ship the boxes to um, various stores. As Nadja said, we have over 120 distribution points in 34 states and some international locations. 38 states. 38 states. <laughs> she actually spent the past week, she's so remarkably diligent about accomplishing our goals like one of our goals is to not just be in new york city and san francisco and uh, portland and to yes we are preaching to the choir but then she Nadja was adamant that she wanted to get it in as many states as possible so she actually spent time uh looking up like stores in Arkansas and stores in like states where we hadn't had um, obvious representation 
and emailing, like cold emails saying like, hey, we're doing something really interesting and it's important that it be like in Kentucky and like how Absolutely. about <laughs> And she got an astonishing amount of response for, you know, somebody coming out of the blue. So it, it will take a while for it to reach beyond the obvious and to get to all the places that um, could be uh, interesting and interested. And I think, you know, July 4th is just a starting point um, because we wanted to reclaim America and patriotism. Um, that's part of the reason why we want to be in so many states is that we don't just want to be East Coast elitist. Um, one of the ways that the open call lets us see things from people that aren't necessarily like professional artists. So, so we want to reach as broadly as possible and we'll need a little bit of time. This issue, I think, will be the points that it makes and the drawings and the comics are valid, uh, not just this week, but will be like for the next few months. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, I'm, you know, we, uh, I think I've almost run out of questions, but I am curious. I'd love for you to describe a little bit of the, the cover of the, of the issue that's coming out. Nadja? Oh, you want me to do it? Um, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, well, it's very patriotic. Yes. Um, it's red, <laughs> white, and blue. Um, it, you see a woman in profile, and you see basically just from the tip of her nose to right underneath her mouth, and her mouth is open, and behind her are the stripes of the American flag. It's by an artist named Malika Favre, who um, actually a friend of mine showed me on Instagram, and then I showed my mother and has made uh, quite a few New Yorker covers that have been incredibly successful over the past year. How long have you been working with her now? A year? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, a great image. It's a very striking image. And at some point, there was actually a question uh, from someone saying, like, aren't you concerned that it's too sexy? And I was like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a political magazine. I said, no, actually, I love that part of it, that it can be, it's called grab back. And the spirit of it is that, yes, it can be beautiful. It can be sexy. Malika is going to issue a limited edition print that, oh, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll be able to, sell um, as a fundraiser. Uh, there's a lot of images, I think, that will survive even beyond um, the first issue or the second issue um, as affirmations of um, the uh, explosion of women realizing their strengths, their power, the how necessary it is that their voice be heard, that they're not just like uh, acquiescing to, as Nadja was pointing out, like um, or uh, saying no to this a group of men locked up in a room to uh, drafting laws. One of the things that's so exciting to me about making resist is. I mean, I grew up with my mom as the editor, as the art editor of The New Yorker and with New Yorker covers everywhere and with comics everywhere. And it, that kind of idea picture that's featured on the cover of The New Yorker is so powerful because you you read the whole story just through a single image and it finds the edge of an idea. It engraves yourself on it, on your, itself on your mind. It changes the way 
that you think you don't forget them once you see a good image like that. And there's so few spaces for that left in America. I asked my mom where, what, when she can't run a New Yorker cover, if it, if it gets bumped for some reason or, or rejected, where does the artist send it next so that it can be published? And she said, oh, well, most of them just put it on their Facebook pages because um, there's very few other places for that kind of idea image. And so creating space for that and having more of them, I think, is such an important political tool, um, especially right now. So uh, have you, is Resist now an institution? Uh, can we see different, expect to see more? I don't mean to get ahead of myself, but can we expect to see more, um, uh, more of resistance in the future? You know, one of the beauty of this is that we're not beholden to any um, master or, um, you know, rich patron or uh, advertiser or sponsor. Um, everything that we built has been thanks to the energy of people who have been sending us images, not getting any monetary compensation for it, um, and supporters uh, who sent money. So we can literally afford to play it by ear. Um, we didn't even know that they, for sure that there would be um, support and a need was a second issue, and once it was, it was like, okay, um, we'll somehow turn our lives upside down and make it happen. Um, maybe, you know, uh, Trump will decide that uh, he's had enough of this and he'll um, just step down. That would be great, and we can go back to where we were. Um it will be depending on the on the need. We don't have to do it because we have plenty of other things that um, you know both of us are <laughs> have a life that we would like to go back to. Um, on the other hand, as long as we feel like we are um, strengthening the um, the the discourse of what all those contributors are saying, like giving them venues that um, and and justifying their confidence in um, being right. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I can't. Sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> um, I see you're quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> Nadja? Yeah, it's also, it's, it's, I mean, it, I, we've, we didn't know we were making a second one until the day after mm-hmm. the march when I told my mom we were making a second one. But I don't, I don't think that I knew it until then or that we knew it until then. The only end goal that we had was making the first one. I think it's part of what's keeping us both sane right now, even as, as it drives us insane because it is a lot of work, but the feeling of doing something and the feeling of being connected to so many other people, both supporters and artists who also believe in this um, is is really important. And it's entirely dependent on that support continuing to grow and continuing to be there. Um, I know we've floated very vaguely the idea of maybe doing a third one that would time with um, the one year anniversary of, of the election. Um, but we're we're still we're still uh, underwater with the second one, so we'll see what happens when we emerge. Well, um, you know, if we're lucky, maybe you can do a, a celebratory I- issue about impeachment or something. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, well, you know, I, yes, I, but part of it is not like from the beginning. Uh, there are a lot of 
you know, there's a lot of cartoonists and writers and the media which takes issue with Trump said this and Trump tweeted that and so on and so forth. There's remarkably little of that in Resist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually not an anti-Trump and that it's kind of like bypassing that, but actually what we need, like somehow a plant needs water and light, which is the stuff that we believe in. You know, we, sure. we just have to have you know, the, the kind of inclusiveness and um, the, the positive values, uh, even if it's the anger at um, discrimination and at other things. So as long as there's that need to um, not lose track of what culture, <laughs> um, you know, writing and drawing um, is a good way to actually make images that people want to share. Um, I think we'll be motivated to keep at it. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Drawing, writing, uh, that kind of creativity, a great way to reach across communities and, and to affirm the bonds we have all we all have together. Exactly. Yes, that's it, well. Thank you, Calvin. It, well, uh, thank the both of you. Uh, I can't wait for to see the publication. July fourth uh, is just around the corner. I want to thank the both of you uh, for being on More to Come. Okay, thank you so much, Calvin. Thank B- you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.